Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Success is Complicated podcast. I am Raquel Hopkins. And I am Sierra Davis. Today, we are going to be talking about self-care. And we are looking at self-care through a different lens. Sierra and I are going to be looking at it from all of these surviving techniques that we've created in order for us to live a better life, in order for us to focus on our mental health. But we wanted to bring attention to this treat yourself culture, this growing trend that many people are not talking about. And I'm excited about talking about it today, Sierra, because I've actually tried to do a lot of this different pampering and treating myself when it comes to self-care because society says that, you know, self-care is important. Like, practice self-care. Are you taking care of yourself? But some of my self-care practices have actually like gotten in the way of some of the things that I want to do. And then there's some stuff that I just, it just doesn't work for me. And I tried to force it over time. So for example, Sierra got me a yoga mat a couple months ago and she wanted to meditate. I tried it a couple times, but I don't like meditation, but I feel like I should be meditating because Society says that meditation works. They said it's good for you. You can practice mindfulness, but I don't enjoy it. I'd rather just go to sleep. So go ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> so, Raquel, I think that's so interesting because I think with meditation, it was a a gradual practice for me, right? When I first started, I was like, oh, this doesn't work. And, you know, but I wanted it to work. So I tried different types of meditations. And what I do now is more of a spiritual meditation to where I take scriptures from the Bible and I meditate on them and see what God gives me instead of trying to clear my mind completely. Because that was the thing, right? If we're clearing our mind, like, let's go to sleep. <laughs> but but you can go to sleep to clear your mind, though, right? I don't know about you, but sometimes when I go to sleep, my mind be racing still. Mine do too, but I still can't get with the meditation thing. But I think what Raquel and I both are saying is that when choosing these self-care techniques, we want to make sure that we are choosing techniques that are not just trendy, but techniques that fit in to our lives and our goals. Some of the things that Raquel have, have tried for self-care, self-care is she she likes to take these long, lavish trips. And tell right. us a little bit about that. <laughs> tell us a little bit about that. Right. I do like to take some trips. I like to take expensive trips, too. So I'll start off in January with this vision board and be like, OK, this year going to be the year of saving. Like gold was like our bank account is going to look nice. And then when I get my bonus, let's go on a vacation and let's go on a nice vacation. In fact, let's invite some other family members, too. I don't remember what year it was, maybe two years ago now when we went to Thailand. I mean, that trip was over fifteen thousand dollars. It wasn't a matter of did I not have it because I had it. I had the money to do it, but I also had gotten into gambling, just being totally honest. And gambling had become a form of self-care because I always say, I feel so free. And then after I done lost all my money, I'm like, oh my gosh, you just spent all of your money. So guilt starts to creep in. So I've had to like go back and look at some of my self-care practices because I'm like, you make good money. You can afford to spend the money. Just do it. Treat yourself, right? And that's where that sense of self-gratification comes in. Even with having a membership to get massages, my husband's like, you don't use the membership. 
canceled the membership. I'm like, well, it's only $69 a month. It's not hurting anything. But it was just this idea of having a membership to say that I can go and get a massage whenever. And to be honest, I don't even really like massages. I like to get massages when I go on vacation and stuff. But it's not something that I like feel that I need in order for self-care. I have a choice to choose it. So my self-care practices have been costly. And when you look at it from what the world is selling us, most things are like, I know, for example, people are like, well, you have nice skin. What's your skin routine? Water, water and a rag. I use the water and a rag. But if I was like really paying attention to the growing trends, I might as well go ahead and start me a self-care skin line to sell it to people because I really don't do anything. And I think that's what's happening with the self-care industry. So so another one of the things that I do for self-care, well, I did because it was it was a fad too. I would get on Instagram and I would see the girls in the tub with a book and some candles. And I'm like, you know what? That's how I'm relaxing tonight. I'm going to get my self-care in. So... I would get in the bathtub with my candles, my book, get a glass of wine. After about four sips of wine, I don't even know what the book say no more. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm sweating profusely and it's not, it's no longer self-care because, again, I didn't just went with, with the trend instead of actually looking at what is it that I need to get away from? Why do I feel I need these self-care routines? What were you going through, Raquel, where you felt like you needed to take these lavish trips or you needed to gamble or you needed to get the massages every month? Well, first of all, I won't, I wasn't even getting massages every month. I wasn't even using the membership. I was just paying. It was a nice to have. I don't know if I was going through anything, but you know when you have to like justify like I work hard. The everyday stress is like, it's good to treat yourself, especially with COVID, right? I've found out like, I'm actually very simple. First of all, I don't even like taking long flights and taking those trips. I do love the experiences for family and being able to introduce things to Caden, but I'm like real chill. Like my self-care stuff is taking our walk that we do every morning. I enjoy the bi-weekly brunch that we do as, as girls. So it's more of not so much taking a step back, detaching from like these societal norms and and pressures, because whether we know it or not, we all are influenced by them. And I'm no different. You're no different. Like you just said you were sweating in the bathtub. Like, (laughs) I mean, why? Why put yourself through that? Like, I don't understand that. And especially when I was going through this phase, like I want to quit my job. Right. But you didn't spend all your money between gambling and going on a trip. And now you want to get mad at the boss because you ain't got no more money in your bank account. That didn't register to me back then because we're always in a place of sometimes we can put the blame off on on other people or we end up just falling into like guilt and shame. And you can only imagine if I've spent the money and then my husband and told me several times like, well, chill out. And I'm like, no, you only live once. YOLO, right? And then I come back and I'm looking stupid. (laughs) So I really have had to like think about like, what are my long term goals? What do I want that's actually sustainable? Because you can get so caught up in self-care, it becomes like an obsession. And you have these habits that are no longer serving you. And it becomes like we were saying, let me look for ways that I can win. When in a lot of ways, we're already winning. And it becomes like these surviving mechanism, which brings me to the point 
I like to think about self-care from a leadership standpoint too, right? And when you think about like boundaries, right? Self-care comes into play with that too. And this idea of self-care is there so that you can place your needs above others. What are your thoughts about that? Because you already know that like I disagree with that. I think it's about impact, sometimes taking a step back and being able to look at the bigger picture. But I know sometimes like when you have boundaries, it's like, Okay, I need to look out for me first. And one of the things that I <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier was, let's just say that you're a new mom. And I have seen this before. And you got like this tight schedule, like the kid eats at this time, takes a nap at this time, and then does tummy time at this time. And then when your friends reach out to you, they're like, hey, you want to do lunch or do something? You're like, well, no, the kid got this. At some point, people are like, I don't even want to bother with you. And what ends up happening is the community that could actually be helping us go through those periods of parenting or postpartum. We don't even have a community anymore because you like, girl, every time I reach out to her, the baby got to sleep for 10 minutes. The baby is on tummy time after that. And then we got to make sure the baby can smile. Like it's just so many rules. So I think that self-care introduces like a lot of rules to these boundaries. Don't nobody got time for all that. So you make a very, very good point. I won't get off topic here and going into boundaries and how, you know, they can lead you somewhere that you don't want to be. But boundaries are boundaries are healthy. Right. True. But when they get to a point to where you're pushing people away as you basically, as you said, because I need to get all of this stuff in or I need to make sure that me, me, me you end up losing the very community that you that you need in order to grow, in order to build, and in order to need less of that self-care that we're talking about. If if you're in the house and you're making sure the baby get a, a nap at 12 and then we tummy time by two and then I can't go for lunch because, you know, the right. baby, so the, we got That might be an baby. extreme example and like one of my pet peeves, to be honest, but... No, but I get it, right? Because if we got to walk the baby and then I'm calling, I'm like, hey, girl, let's... Like, don't talk too loud because the baby right here. What, girl? Okay, bye. <laughs> like, okay, bye. <laughs> right, your self-care methods, pushing some of the people away that, you know, you may enjoy actually talking to, hanging out with, and then you don't have that outlet anymore because community is just as important as routine boundaries. Right, right, right. Um, One of the things that it makes me think about is like, I love the fact that we do the bi-weekly brunch, like me, you and Nikki. But I'll be honest, when Nikki put that on my calendar, I was like, man, like I'm really not trying to commit to this because Saturdays are like my days in the morning, like to just do whatever I wanted to do. And I didn't want to do anything. But when I go back to think about now that it has become consistent, like we've made friendship and that time for each other important, I'm happy that we do it. But if I had got into the mindset of, let me make sure that I'm looking out for Quill first, what ends up happening is we don't expand ourselves outside to be able to even be open to other possibilities and opportunities. So you can think about that from any perspective, as a leader, as a mom, as a wife, just about anything. So, yeah, I love talking about this this topic, self-care, too, because it is like we live in a world where so many people are actually able to capitalize off of it, too. Like it's become like a check the box thing. And when we talk about checking boxes, 
you know, like, are you taking care of your self-care? And then you got your list of things that you do. I know that we just went off of like pampering, but I do want to go back to journaling, right? Because I think it's important that we find what works for us. I absolutely dislike journaling. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do it, in fact, because it gives me anxiety. The anxiety is you done wrote all of these notes and now you got to go back and review them and then you got to uncover your thoughts. I'm like, I could just talk to you about it and go talk to therapists, go talk to a coach. Journaling doesn't work for me. Like, it's not a self-care practice for me. And we know that when as coaches, because we're both certified coaches, anything that's done by force is not sustainable. I guess both of us have been practicing and finding things that actually work for us. Like self-care, Sierra don't like to work out. Right. I don't. So let me I'm step back <laughs> just a little bit. And I do journal, guys. I, I journal. I will do a gratitude journal. I don't do it every single night. But during those times where I get a little down or I need a recap of everything that I should be grateful for, journaling, gratitude journal picks me up. Right. That, and that works for you. But I guess as a ongoing practice, yeah, I journal. OK, well, that gratitude journal. Like I'm not writing out my whole entire day and going back and reworking my thoughts and all those other things like that or what I could have improved. I saw somebody write a book on Instagram, journaling and literally writing a book. I'm like, now you got to go back and read all of that stuff. <laughs> then like I guess you're supposed to like, where did those thoughts come from? What were you thinking? I just, I, I, I'm just not interested in committing to that. But maybe, I mean, gratitude journal, I do that in my head, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that what, I think that what we're trying to bring light to is that you have to find out what works for you. And Raquel was saying like, I don't like to work out. Exercise, strenuous activity, like count me out. <laughs> like, it's no self-care in that for me. <laughs> but like, you do your morning walks, which is your form of right, but activity. I have found my form of activity, which is my five days a week, three miles every day. And that's my activity. But if you want me to be running a mile, if you want me to be pushing <laughs> some tires, if you want me to be doing 100 squats and 100 jumping jacks, no. No, I'm out of breath. I'm tired. And I'm going to go home and eat the whole house. Like, <laughs> it's counterproductive to what I'm actually trying to do. Right. And you have found your balance because even with your walking, you've been able to maintain your weight and everything. And you do got a routine in terms of how you eat as well, too. Like, Sierra is pescatarian and she doesn't eat any meat or anything, but she has been able to find her balance to be able to have like those basic self care routines. So, I think it's important to talk about like self care is not a bunch of like a list of things to do, it's situational. It depends on you, the person, the time, because sometimes self care is telling yourself no or mm -hmm. checking off that check off list, like that to do list. Because I know for me, if my to do list gets to be too long, I start to freak out. Right. And if I don't want to freak out, then I need to start tackling some things that I actually need to be doing. So it's not like this shiny object or another box checker, but real self care is being able to say no not getting caught up in this superficial lifestyle based off of like external solutions. As coaches, we're always telling our clients, like all the solutions, they lie within. All of your answers lie within. 
externally, and I think that many people are starting to figure this out, and that's why people are searching and because they realize that those external solutions are only temporary. They're not doing anything. So I think that real self-care is accountability. And I say that because I finally have decided that I'm not the person in my house that needs to be managing the money. I'm just being totally honest. (laughs) I guess I'll put it out here officially. Like, I think I need to go and pass that over to my husband because it doesn't have anything about like being independent or any of those other things. It's Quail needs some accountability because in order for me to be able to do all of the things that I enjoy doing, I like to know that I got some like a nest egg over here and different ways of doing that, right? Because some women, we all have like an individual one, but also like for the household and it eliminates a lot of problems. So real self-care is accountability too. It's being able to honor your values and the life that you want to live. It's about checking ourselves to ensure that we aren't impacting others too. So moving further and further away from instant gratification. Yeah, Right. I think I agree 100%, Raquel, what what you're saying, because I think the real self-care lies in the work and actually... Right. You think I'm bad with money, too? I think you'll spend the hell out of some money. If you want 10 ways to to spend your money, send it to Raquel. (laughs) She will spend it all for you. But I think it's tackling those hard things, right? Because while today you can laugh and say you think I'm bad with money before it was it was it's my money so right. I can be bad with it right. but does that really take and you putting my needs ahead of like my entire household because right does that really take you to where you want to be right does that really take you to where you want to be and i think that is the whole reason behind this self care episode is because we are doing these self-care routines that are taking us nowhere fast. I mean, and it's because it's a trend, because we see that it's a trend. And the real the real self-care is in the work. What, what is it that I need to tackle right now? You know, the other thing that I was thinking about, too, is that saying, like, you can't pour from an empty cup. And I have been guilty of saying it in the past, but you're probably not going to catch me saying it because the more that I grow spiritually, right? And that ties into self-care too. Like, I don't feel like I'm ever empty. I am not empty. I can see how, especially as a woman, you're like, okay, well, I got the kid. I got to take care of my husband. You got to cook, clean, whatever, whatever it is that you do. You got your job. You're trying to build your business. Like all of those different things, if you're constantly pouring, pouring into so many other people, how do you make sure that your cup is full? And I'm today, like now that I know God, the way that I know God, and we can talk about that in another episode, but I'm never empty. I don't know about you, but I'm never empty. And the minute that we think that we're not empty, it pushes us back into this trend of following these, this self-care stuff. What are your thoughts about, like, are you empty? Do you feel like you're empty or? No, no, no. So I don't feel empty. However, I have been in those spaces to where I thought I was because, and it was exactly what we're talking about. Like you hear these things, you're like, oh girl, yeah, I can't be pouring from an empty cup because I'm doing this over here. I'm doing that over there. I'm doing this over there. But in reality, 
my cup runneth over. It always have, it always will. And what self-care look like for me when I feel like I'm pouring from an empty cup is take some responsibility. Ooh, I like that. So, I mean, a very personal thing for me is, you know, my mom was having some health challenges and it put me in a place to where like every time she called, I was so sad. I wanted to be able to help. I wanted to help. But if I stayed in wanting to help, nothing was going to change. How I felt wasn't going to change. How she felt won't going to change. And I was going to be needing more of these long baths. I was going to be needing the gratitude journal more often. But the self-care looked like taking action and responsibility. I don't know if I should put out there what I did to calm. Well, to calm me, I got my mom health insurance. Like, mom, you know what? We're going to make sure that you have what you need to take care of things. So I am not feeling like I want to help and you still don't have. Or I have to, like I I have to, or I need to, but still not making any choices and taking responsibility to do something. Right. Because responsibility to do something could look like a bunch of different ways. But what ends up happening is there's this idea like, because you just mentioned it too, right? Like I need to versus I want to. And when we feel like we need to do something, it's only but for so long where you start to feel like guilt, shame, and all of those things. Once you have made up in your mind that, okay, I really don't like the way that I'm feeling. Right. It's time for me to start taking action. And because I want to feel better and I know that the bathtubs, I'm sweating in the bathtub. Like that's not helping. Like, <laughs> It's time for me to take action. And that's what self-care looks like. It's like that personal accountability for 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 all of us. And I would encourage everybody, instead of like focusing so much on self-care, I'm starting to see self-care as these surviving technique. In my coaching practice, I think it's about thriving, like helping people to get to a place of thriving. And that's what Sierra and I are talking about today. What are the things that you need to dig deep into so that you can put yourself closer to being able to thrive in life? And if it's journaling for you, get to journaling. If it is taking the baths, go ahead and do that. If it's taking a nap, take a nap. But you really do have to find out what works for you because long term, it ends up having an impact. And what we continue to do is we keep on searching, searching, searching. And I know I've been guilty of it. Do not go and Google any of my self-care hashtags because I probably do have something like, ooh, self-care, self-care. But as we get older and much wiser, we start to understand what self-care is truly about. So So that's what it's about, taking the self-care techniques out of the just surviving aspect. And we want to thrive in life. We want to be in a place to where we are feeling the way that we want to feel. Right. And not just looking the way that people say we should. Right. (laughs) And, And I'll say that again, no matter how much we think that we're not influenced by what's going on in the world, And what's happening on social media, we all are influenced and it's just a part of human development. But it's continuing to challenge those norms, those societal pressures so that it puts you closer and closer to where you want to be. We're not going to keep on talking about this. (laughs) We're going to go ahead and leave it here because we can end up in another topic. And next week, we're going to be talking to a therapist who is now a coach. 
and wanting to introduce more about what coaching is and the differences with therapy. So I say all of that to say, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. I am Raquel Hopkins. I am Raquel Hopkins, R-A-Q-U-E-L Hopkins. Sierra, do you want to share your Instagram? I am C Bizzle on Instagram. You can follow me, DM me, whatever you would like. All right. And if you enjoyed the topic, you have any feedback, leave us a review. We would greatly appreciate it. And lastly, I just want to challenge everybody listening to dig deep, do the work and take self-care to level three.